Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, sir, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Good, unusually for us, morning, and welcome to Gatecast episode 138 from season 7, episode 7, Enemy Mine. And I think there are far too many sevens in that sentence. Yeah, lots of sevens. Nothing wrong with lots of sevens. Good morning, everybody. Not good evening, because as Alan says, we're both on holiday today, so we're getting an episode in early. As you'll see, a whole new group of tweeters at this time of day. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Well, the Americans are asleep, one would imagine, since it is at the latest 5.19am, and it's not a holiday over there. I believe that was last weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Yes, hence why there was no Eureka, the swines. Evil, evil, evil. But that's all right, because they made up for it with the finale of Game of Thrones, Continuum returning, Teen Wolf kicking off. Doing a tweet since I opened the damn window? Hmm. Super Luke and Sam. Two people that follow the Gatecast, currently watching Farscape. Yeah, they seem to have a conversation on Twitter. Well, the reason we see it is because we follow both of them. Yeah, I realise that, but if they took it to DM, it wouldn't be as public. The whole point of a public conversation is that people can join in. We've got the Down Under listeners and followers at the moment. Oh, hang on. The primary function of what I'm drinking at the minute is green. The primary function is green? Well, colour. It looks and smells green. It's got lime and kiwi and grape. Oh, some sort of smoothie. It's an innocent smoothie. Innocent smoothie. You have innocent smoothies over there. I've had English trends reference them before. I've just never heard of the phrase, that's all. It's a brand. They call them innocent smoothie because all they put in them is fruit. There's no additives, there's no preservatives, there's no nothing else. It's just pure fruit. Yeah. The evil yellow light has returned, presumably because a lot of people are back in work, are heading back to work. It's like, weekend's over, weather can get good again. Well, it stopped raining over here, but it's still pretty cold. Don't have a weather widget on this desktop? I don't I've got a window. <laughs> it's easy to forget it's June. No, I have got June written across the top of my desktop. It's difficult to forget it's June. I look at that falling skies thing. It doesn't seem to be interactive. It just takes bits of your profile and integrates them into the show. It says it's ongoing every every episode, like, so it's just something I thought was quite a clever way to use your database. They're zooming in on the uh, school that they're in in season one, and you actually see the name of the school you went to if you have it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, clever. I was like, ooh, you see various people you communicate with popping up messages about the invasion on your wall. Did they pop up in your names? I, I haven't posted on your wall much. Are you generally putting your wall get blue and gatecast posts, though? Yeah, I've never claimed to lead an interesting life. Fair enough. Which one were you recording with Jeff again? Space Race. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yes, there is method to the madness. One was wondering. Okay, so last time when I started the episode, it had the commentary track on. I don't know why it started on the commentary track, it just did. So I was checking that I wasn't confusing myself. Oh, that's a key off my old netbook keyboard. I was wondering where that went. Dropping it, it's a plastic. Uh, which letter key? It's not, it's the Windows key. Oh, right. I sacrificed it because I lost a little blue rubber bit from under the E key. I wondered why you kept it. I didn't. I was just working on it up here. Ah. And it happened to land on the desk, and stuff doesn't tend to get taken off the desk. He said playing with the radiator key. 
Hi everyone, I'm Shannon and I'm here with my sister, Susie. And together we are the hosts of Hexed Sisterhood of the Supernatural. We are podcasting our way through supernatural TV from a paranormal perspective. From our standby sibling staple of supernatural to the trysts of true blood. From high school drama and love triangles of vampire diaries to the troubles of Haven. From sensuous succubus of Lost Girl. To the true adventures of Ryan of Paranormal State. We love it all and more. We always have something to watch. And something to talk about. So join us in our paranormal adventures over at hexpodcast.blogspot.com. Vampires, werewolves, succubi, fairy folk, ghosts, spirits, and magic. And the women and men who seek them out are all welcome. We'll see you through the audio veil. All Supernatural TV. All the time. Look at that, we've got a tweet already. We've got the reply to one of the tweets from Michael Clark, follower on Twitter. Hi, I've listened to podcast episode 134. Very enjoyable. Cheers, Michael. Huge Star Trek, Doctor Who, West Wing and Sherlock Holmes fan. Lives in Wales. I don't see that. It's not showing this to me. It's at the Gatecast. It should show up in our feed, though. It does, I can see it. We're on a roll. Another tweet from Colin from Trek News and Views. So why, the Gatecast, record a show I'm listening to the story of Little Jack? I think he meant to type while rather than why. That sounds like an autocorrect. And also another tweet from Colin. Uh, ah, the joy of bank holiday recording, mumble grumble. <laughs> he said to me that Tuesday recordings are rare. Most people record at the weekends. Well, we used to record more at the weekends, don't we? It just kind of worked out. It drifted. <laughs> yeah, because I hung over at the weekends and didn't want to get up. Although that's no longer the case. Anyway, are we good to go? All set. Give us the countdown. Ibra 3, Ibra Do, Ibra Hain. Clicky. Great to black. And cutting on Lieutenant... What's his face? That's probably Lieutenant Ritter. What the hell is he doing? Seismic shockwaves. That's where sometimes sci-fi props fall down because they look so cheesy. Hmm. He looks familiar. Yes, Colonel Edwards. Three months on this rock, and I still can't get a decent cup of coffee. Played by Michael Rooker, Walking Dead, Slither, guest on the Archer. Tough as nails, Sergeant Major slash Colonel kind of guy. He's very much this character, and well, that's the sort of character he plays in most of his shows. Was he in Toy Soldiers? I don't believe so, but I haven't really checked. Hmm. If we start mining these deposits right now, today, your great-grandchildren still going to be trying to pull out enough ore just to make one. Colonel Edwards. You're going to want to see this, sir. That's Lieutenant Menard, named after Sogate's DP. Hmm. He looks like a sacrificial lamb. Oh, sorry, Jim Menard isn't the DP. He's a special effects guy. Yeah, if this pans out, your great-grandchildren might just be off the hook. Yes, sir. Da, da, da. And this guy looks... We've seen this guy before, have we? Yeah, so there's a lot of red there. Might give you a clue to uh, <laughs> the guy's fate. He looks young, innocent and uh, edible. Surveyors, you don't you just hate it when they turn up. You know it's never a good thing. Mm. I thought the uh, Unus vision was heat-based. No. Just green? I don't know, I'm in the middle of nowhere surveying God knows what. And there's no action, no action at all. Why can't something happen with just loving up this boring day? Oh, hey. Wee. He's lost his hat. 
You can have the hat, just let me go. He is primarily a stuntman by trade. He was actually complaining that the guy got paid extra for that. <laughs> well, he doesn't for just sitting there on his hand. Okay then, Enemy Mine, Season 7, Episode 7. 138th episode of The Gatecast. Written and directed by Peter DeLuise. From an idea by Peter DeLuise. From Peter DeLuise's insistence that they do a Eunice episode. First third, July 25th, 2003 in the US on the Sci-Fi Channel. In the UK, November the 10th. Australia, November the 13th. Good old Canada got it October the 21st, the year after. Less than 12 months. Less than 12 months, yes. Strangely enough, not many TV shows that share this title. Rescue Special Ops did. But of course, the biggie is a 1985 movie starring Dennis Quaid and what's his name, Gossett Jr. Gossett Jr. and all that prosthetics. Oh, yes, yes. But strangely enough, it does look a lot like the unit. Yeah. Ah, like uh, Daniel's got his bandana on. Yeah. Speaking as someone who hasn't got a full head of air anymore, if I had Daniel's air, I would have it flowing all the time. I had to get my. Uh... Shagginess cut on a Saturday. Well, I chose to get it cut because it was danger of entering mullet territory. Can't have that. <laughs> I considered letting it grow out to celebrate my new approach to life. Especially now we think we may have discovered a significant deposit of Naquita. How significant? Well, we won't know that till we complete our analysis. The Pentagon wants battle cruisers and F-302s. We find the rocks. And we find the rock finders. There you have it. Uh, Major Lauren, I'll show you where Ritter was last seen. Yes, sir. Can you follow me? What's this? Oh, there's a cavern. I ho, I ho, it's off the mine we go. Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a miner. Yes. You found all this and you didn't contact me? We were going to. They've been moved. Well, they were in the way. Oh, this is going to upset Daniel. Daniel? Yeah. Go to your happy place. <laughs> <laughs> there are natives and you didn't tell anybody? <laughs> Go. Oh, dear. <laughs> Come down, <I'm> <laughs> Yes, Jack. <laughs> You're not patronizing at all, are you, Jack? Lieutenant Ritter was recording elevations and mapping the surrounding area. When he didn't show up for chow, he got worried. We're not looking for him, sir. Uh, sent up a couple of flares. Hope we'd see him get his bearings. Is it normal for guys to wander away from camp? Well, might have been placing markers in multiple sightings. Some up to half a mile, you get turned around. It's worth pointing out that Caven there, very popular actor amongst the uh, female fans of Stargate and Eureka. Oh, that's Andy. Yes, Deputy Andy. Yeah, I thought I recognised him. Been in Eureka, fairly legal, sanctuary, the 4400. A recurring character, 29 episodes of Stargate Atlantis and just two of Stargate SG-1. I said I've got something here you need to see. All right, on my way. You guys keep looking. I'll be back. I know it sounds ticked off. Yes, you'll be back. He's still got the physical mannerisms of Andy. One of those characters you're happy to see when he turns up. Well, mostly mining equipment. Could be several hundred years old. Hard to date until I get back to the SGC. Remember these? Ever so fondly. Ooh, yes. Still charged. I'm glad Jack took his hand off that crate there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to show you the truly fascinating part. A yoke. Cable of supporting or pulling great weight, evenly distributes the weight across the shoulders, and predates the harness and earth. Fascinating, truly. <laughs> <laughs> Too heavy, meaning meaning it wasn't made for a human being. Who was it made for? Oh, you don't want to know, Jack. Mm. 
based on what I know about the Gould, I'd say it was made for an Unus. <clears throat> now, we know the Gould used the Unus as slaves long before humans. They're predominantly cave dwellers, incredibly strong, capable of working in harsh environments. Mm. Perfect labor for this kind of mining. This day just gets better and better. Uh, this location is the Greater Vancouver Regional District, which is part reserve. Of course it is. They actually said on the commentary, you're not allowed to pee against a tree. Because all the fresh water for Vancouver is filtered through these mountains. <laughs> Acknowledged. I'm glad I haven't got the Zat this time. <laughs> yeah. How many Zat hits does it take to take down a Nunas? More than two. You want me to delay this operation because you found some shoulder harness that could be a hundred years old, built for a creature that probably disappeared or died off a long time ago. It's not uncommon for Gould to leave their slaves behind once they've lost interest in the planet. We've been here for three months. We haven't seen or heard anything like what you described. Yeah, because Ritter ran away in his own. <laughs> Pentagon breathing down my neck. i got to show some results. Colonel, you don't understand. Thing. Unis are territorial, and when provoked, they can be extremely dangerous. Is he always like this? Yeah, pretty much. If these things really are here, do you think they had anything to do with uh, Ritter gone missing? Yes, I do. Well, I'm not closing down this operation, that's for damn sure. But I do think we should bring in some extra troops to help secure the area. Yes, you can't go wrong with extra guns uh, to calm a situation down. I can just taste that wheatgrass. My problem and the green drink has wheatgrass in it too. This is a problem when we see different SG units. They have very different skill sets and outlooks. Indeed. Sorry, I've got pins in the The foot that's driving me a bit. What is it? The Unas were at least to prevent the Gawul from burrowing into their necks. Ah, Unas. And Andy. I'm still going to refer to him as Andy. I'd be mildly disturbed at these little kind of shrines, warnings. Don't defile the native monument. I believe these figures are intended as a warning to stay away. You think? Yes, they don't take kindly. Yes, defile equals bad. Oh dear. <laughs> that looks like a human skull. Oh, is that Ritter? That's Ritter. He looks upset. Lieutenant Ritter. He's not retching, he's coughing, okay? That is not a good retching sound. Yeah, because, hang on a minute, you go, he's a major in the US Air Force. Is this the first dead body he's seen? And not exactly a cut-up dead body, just someone who hanging there. I didn't know the body bags came in military green. Maybe it wasn't primarily a body bag. Hmm. Well, like I say, they've been here three months, so they may have recycled the supplies and whatnot. Hmm. These things killed one of my men and strung him up like a scarecrow. What the hell do you think I intend to do? Well, you may have unknowingly provoked them. We didn't even know they were here. How the hell could we have provoked them? If this mine extends as far as your estimates say, then this other entrance would be well within the tunnel network. It's an alternate entrance to the same mine. Now, it has to be something about this area, this mine. They don't want us here. The feeling's mutual. <laughs> Jack? Yes? <laughs> Just pick your words carefully. I know he can be a little... But he's usually right about this stuff. My orders are to determine the potential of this site as a mining operation. Until those orders are rescinded, I'm going to do whatever it takes to ensure the safety of my people. So... Are you going to help me secure this area or not? Yes, Anya. Uh, yes, Colonel. You've got to get used to this. So once again, this is an episode where Richard Dean Anderson wasn't on set for the full shoot. 
Was he starting to pull out a bit at this point? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad idea when you've got an ensemble cast and you can actually write stories that bring the other characters to the fore. I mean, obviously the show was built around Richard Dean Anderson when it began. Ah, run towards the gunfire, that's the spirit. Oh, sorry enough, full-scale battle. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, like a handgun's going to do you any good. They're learning that the hard way, aren't they, really? Ah! <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, they are being hacked apart. You can't go wrong when you use actual ordnance. It looks so much better than if you fake it with CGI effects. Yeah, you don't really expect these strange aliens to speak your language. Stop killing everybody. And there we go. Jack's injured so he can no longer be in the field. Convenient, that. Back home, lads. Yes. It's strange, isn't it? SG-1 are the only ones that seem to use the P-90. Oh, um, track news and views, Colm, replied to us and said, so I don't even mind, who's pregnant with the baby? <laughs> My men will take care of the rest of the wounded. They're on the run. Let's take them now. Oh, it's a bit gung-ho, isn't he? He's a colonel, you know. Yeah. You wonder how much action they've seen. This may be our best chance. Come on, we're not just going to let them get away, are we? We're not going to pursue an enemy into unknown terrain. Jack, you make it sound like they're capable of tactics here. We've had dealings with before. They're far more intelligent than you think. I don't care. They attacked us. Edwards, we're not going in. This is my command. You are here at my request. You're in charge of a mining operation. Your standing orders no longer apply. Now let's take it back to SGC and we'll figure it out there. Fine. Oh, that's a good point from Daniel. Perhaps he's... Yeah, hang on. I mean, I suppose Edwards didn't just slap him there. You're not Mary. It's off. Ow! God! Get away! Jack's a bad patient. <laughs> Amanda's one and only scene in the episode, so make the most of it. How's the arm? Good. How's the science project? <laughs> oh, don't you? You mean my complete overhaul of the gate diagnostic system? I guess that's what I mean. It's going well, sir. Thank you for asking. Uh, if we go back to this planet, you're not coming with us, are you? It's doubtful. And why is Siler in the infirmary again? <laughs> he broke his nose last week. He looks like someone's run him over this week. Colonel Edwards has no experience dealing with the illness. Nor you. <laughs> Daniel is not an illness. He's an okay guy, Daniel. He's just under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just spent a lot of time breaking you in. I just didn't want to have to start with a new colonel. <laughs> Go on, Carter. You can laugh. Don't worry about it. Kind of looks cute in that top. Just try not to be so... You? <laughs> what? Oh, you know. Carter's hair seems to be improving slightly. Was he actually leaning on the uh, shoulder he wounded? I don't think so. Return for General Vedrine, played by Stephen Williams. He featured on 21 Jump Street, which Peter DeLuise worked on, as well as Supernatural, The X-Files and Sequest. This is his third visit to the series. 
Unfortunately, however, with the Prometheus stranded halfway across the galaxy, Earth is currently vulnerable to orbital attack. Now, if someone can show me another way to acquire Naquita, or can make a battle cruiser without it, I'm listening. Otherwise, we've got to go back to P3X403. With enough men and enough firepower, I can take care of your problem, sir. Well, that's one way to address the situation. Oh, dear. That's it. The U.S. military kill all the natives and take the resources. Be that as it may, the Pentagon's position is quite clear on this. Colonel Edwards will return to the planet and begin mining operations immediately. SD personnel will provide security on a continuing basis. Now, if this leads to hostilities... It will. Oopsie. Here's Daniel. Dr. Jackson. Yes. I don't believe you were invited to this meeting. Yes, General, I know. I'm sorry, but please... This is a secure briefing. We leave the door open. I think this situation can be resolved peacefully. How? Well, we've been on this planet a long time looking for the best mine site. It wasn't until we encroached on this one particular region that the UNIS attacked. I mean, can't we just mine somewhere else, away from this, this one area? All the other mine sites we've surveyed have been void of significant deposits. This is the only site we've found thus far that might satisfy production quotas. And if this leads to another dead end? Then we won't have a problem. Can't we all just be friends? Mm. Okay, well then can we at least try to negotiate with them? They're animals, sir. They are not animals, they are intelligent beings with a sense of honor, and if you underestimate them, more will die on both sides. Who would negotiate on our behalf? You? I can speak their language with a limited vocabulary, and I have a, a rudimentary understanding of their ways, but this has gone too far for me to handle myself. What are you proposing, Doctor? I suggest we use Chaka as a liaison. Chaka? Yes, don't you read the reports, General? No, I've had periodic contact with him. He's made impressive progress in his understanding of us. Look, we've interacted with these beings before and lived. Chaka himself saved my life. This is their planet. We're the invaders. We don't have to provoke them. We don't have to kill them. Well, I'm sure no one wants that, Dr. Jackson. But we want to. Sure. If negotiations are resolved in the time allotted to determine the viability of the mine, you're giving up nothing by letting him try. Now I know who it reminds me of. It reminds me of the uh, general in Avatar, which I saw recently. You know, screw the natives, we're mining here. <laughs> one more thing, so that there's no confusion. If negotiations fail, and it comes down to us or them, I choose us. The use of deadly force is authorized. But military people, there, we have all these toys and guns. We want to use them to kill things. Yes, that's basically the Gwold approach to diplomacy. No, the girls don't bother with the force. Yeah, there is no them. There's just us. No, Dr. Jackson has the plus one. Yes, how romantic. The situation of Chaka is a little more complicated than we thought. Yes, yes, we need a, a specialist. Whatever you do, Chaka, don't flinch. <laughs> Yes, Rax, Chaka, it's a prostate exam. Then no. Chaka's never been in a structure like this before. Peter said that Chaka's outfit took its inspiration from The Brotherhood of the Wolf, a French movie I've never actually seen. Mm-hmm. Um. The role has been played by Dion Johnson in the past, mm. but this time it's played by Patrick Curry. Uh, Dion Chaka is busy is, uh, doing we... Shakespeare at the Stratford it's Festival, easy, uh, so... <laughs> They had to get somebody else in. He'll <coughs> help Daniel. He's not quite so sure about the rest of us. Yes. Um, I've had a chance to talk with Chaka. Over the past year, he's managed to accomplish some remarkable things. On the planet where Chaka now lives, humans used Unis as domesticated slaves. Chaka led an uprising and... An uprising? You neglected to mention this before. How many people were killed in this uprising? That's not the point. 
The Chaka brokered a truce, and over time established a fragile yet successful peace between the humans and the Unas who were formerly their slaves. Always take the wrong end of the stick, Colonel. I know we could act as a peaceful liaison between ourselves and the Unas of P3X403. Does he even want to help us? I've informed him of what we need to do. He's eager to meet Unas of other worlds. Tama, Kanko. The language is real. Point out, it's not a, you know nowhere near as advanced as the Klingon language, but there are definite words and phrases and concepts. Ooh, hi. What's with the pan pipes? <laughs> Probably a good idea. They didn't leave anybody behind by the looks of it. Yes. You leave your home for a couple of days, and the kids have a party. <laughs> Look at the place. They have command of fire. Major Lauren, as soon as this place is cleaned up, I want you to begin a resonant scan analysis of the lower mine shafts. Yes, sir. Ooh. Yeah. A couple of alpha males here. Mm-hmm. Exactly how do you intend to find these owners, Doctor? Well, I think Chaco will lead us to them. My antlers are bigger than your antlers. Yeah. You call that a chin? <laughs> <laughs> you get the feeling if Chaka decides to nut yeah. the colonel, the colonel's going down. <laughs> Chaka. Come Colonel, he knows you don't like him. Keep staring at him like that, he's going to take it as a challenge. Mmm, green. Chaka. Sorry, that was a reference to what I was drinking. It is, it is, it is green. Which column H is a reference he should get. Mm. He killed one of my men. Tilt's kind of stuck in the middle there. He's, you know, he obviously understands what the colonel's thinking, but he's been around Daniel long enough to... Uh, Mm. You're with them. The rest of you people, I want this perimeter secured. Anti-personnel and overlapping fields of fire. Move it. He's getting ready for a war. He has a responsibility to protect his camp. Yeah, or he's looking for revenge for Lieutenant Ritter. These little monuments were basically created from whatever they could nick from the prop department. <clears throat> Saved them a bit of money. Gary Jones, who uh, did the commentary with Peter Deloise, also pointed out that he used his own glasses, thus saving the franchise lots of cash. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, Daniel's greatest weapon is his mind. He'll be all right. Yes. Cut, no, I'm not going to attack. Oh, man. He says that our weapons of the size of our group are alarming, great fear. It, it seems like we intend to attack. He wants me to go with him alone. Unarmed. You will be completely helpless. I'll be all right. This is unwise, Daniel Jackson. Look, we can't make contact with him when they think we're going to attack. Are you certain? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm certain. Yeah, you sound really certain there, Daniel. <laughs> He's been held captive by Chaka before, and he lived through it. Yeah, and he came close to being an dwarf. Well, yeah, but the result were positive. Oh, this one won an Emmy? Did it? What for? Oh, sorry. Enemy. <laughs> All right. I just saw the start of it in the uh, update. Now, that poor Jaffa, not so much. This scene was actually filmed just above uh, the camp. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, they can't go gallivanting around the location like they didn't want to. No. Nope. Staff weapons, torture sticks, manacles. Symbols of pain and death. Chaka. Here. Ah, got a new toy. 
As long as the camera points in a few select directions, you don't notice there's a gravel pit right behind them. You're welcome. Come sit by my fire in this diplomacy. He's not being very loud, is he? I think it's more of an invocation rather than a calling. The local Unus will know he's there anyway. He's basically saying, here I am, come to me. Mm-hmm. Chaka? How long is this? Um... Kilnock. Makanskanat. Now. Later. Take as long as it takes. <laughs> there you go, Daniel. Have you know? Now you know how Jack feels when you start going on with stuff. <laughs> hey, he's not a little bored. A little bored at this point as well, actually. I'm thinking cold ground as well. <laughs> Should have brought a cushion. The makeup takes about four or five hours every day. Which is why they're filming this scene at night. <laughs> <laughs> there are only actually four actors in the suits. Obviously, doubling them up where required. <laughs> This is Iron Shirt, who's the leader of this local tribe, played by Alex Zahara, mm-hmm. who uh, we've seen in the episode 1969 and eight other episodes of SG-1. Mm. As they say, they bring certain actors back to do this sort of work because they've been proven to work under all this makeup, And they've already got the body moulds, which saves them a lot of time and money. Indeed. Down, good idea. In the country, Peter DeLuise actually joked that the message of this episode was don't trust the white man who comes bearing gifts. Present. Present? Hmm. <laughs> Careful, you might cut yourself. Yes, you didn't give him the sheath though. I'm not saying subtitles wouldn't have been a good idea, but... No. I'm looking at subtitles. Subtitles say the same thing. Well, I'm not sure. Maybe that has cultural significance, but I don't think it's much of a trade. No. Trade. So even they don't think it was much of a trade. Mm. And now, this is why, whenever they go to another world, the people speak English. Can you imagine this every episode? <laughs> I shall go to Jacko. Oh. te Daniel. Daniel. Daniel's fine. Yes, they clothed him differently and uh, gave him the scar on his face to set him apart to make it easier to identify. Obviously, when you've got a lot of Unas running about, they do look similar. Uh, yes, we brought death, but but we want to be friends uh, to preserve life. Skanat. Skanat. Unas. Goresek. Ashaka. Auman. 
It's half past ten. Yeah. <laughs> no, when somebody's talking to you, you don't quite understand them. You tell them the time. <laughs> you repeat slowly. Daniel probably feels a little left out here. <laughs> He's playing second fiddle to Chaka. Well, he brought Chaka. Bow down lower. Position of submission. Show your arse isn't red. Choi Che, Corsair. Ah, they're getting somewhere. Yes, so I'm waiting for Edwards to this up. Give him time. Okay. All right. Now we're talking, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's. <laughs> Dr. Jackson, how'd it go? Well, I figured out why they attacked us. It's this mine. It's sacred. Most of their ancestors were worked to death by the ghoul while they were mining it. They're scarred. It's one of they didn't attack us the moment we set foot on this planet. Doctor, look. Now, I told got... them I'd speak to my superiors on their behalf. Sacred burial grounds are protected on Earth from industrial development. I think the same rules should apply here. We have to leave. We got the results of the resonance scan. The deposit is over 300 meters in length and almost completely solid. You've got to question the gold's surveying techniques, and the gold missed that. Yeah. 53,000 metric tons. We're not going anywhere. Maybe they're just going to be arsed. With their sensors being able to scan from orbit and spot an aqueduct from thousands of miles away. My meeting with the units went well, sir. Uh, they're reluctant to trust us, but I did manage to open up a line of communication. How many of them are there? Uh, we saw a medium-sized clan. I can't be sure why. We need to know if we're going to relocate them. 53,000 metric tons of Nakwada. <laughs> I suppose maybe, you know, the kind of the Unus Rebellion gave them the impetus to leave the planet rather than leave and just left them to themselves. Yeah, oh dear. This is so Avatar. Every other Western you've seen. Yes. Let me go talk to them again. You have 24 hours to convince the Unus to come peacefully or they'll be forcibly removed. Learn from history, gentlemen. Yeah, they come in peace. We'd like to leave in one piece. Well done. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. We should not be fighting with each other. The the ghoul are common enemy. Kane. Kane. Friend. Uh clan member. Uman Kane. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> Partners. Husband and wife. You're getting married, Daniel. Be careful. Here we go. His old fallback. Mm -hmm. Chocolate. Or whatever. Uman ko nan unas. <laughs> Be careful, Iron Shirt. This is Harry got round Chaka. <laughs> Grells contentedly. <laughs> yes. I understood that. <laughs> and in exchange, we need this. Kada. Kada. Yes, we need Kada to make war with the Gould. Ten dollars worth of chocolate for a trillion dollars worth of Nakwada, please. <laughs> Fair deal. Well, we make uh, ships out of it. Beware aliens saying they only want the rocks. The subtitle said makes rocket engine noises. Mm, close. <laughs> More like an anti-grab drive, but... <laughs> Even Jack is saying, what the... <laughs> you know what a ship was. Draw something, Daniel. I'm sure they've got pictograms. We know they do. Mm. Uh, this. <laughs> Boomstick. 
You know what this is? Kokata. Kakata. Yes. Uh, we can make kakata with this. Kada. <sighs> now, with many kakata, we can bring death to the gold, the onak. Kokaka onak. That's right. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Lots many. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Kill, kill, kill. Yes, tempting. This isn't helping. No, while we're negotiating, just send your men into the forest, fully armed and nervous as hell. Mm-hmm. Woman, Aunas, Makanak. Why? Because we don't come to some sort of agreement. Uman Zo relocate you. Uh, relocate. Ta relocate. <laughs> relocate. There are some words that just don't translate. Colin wants to know was Jack getting injured another cover from having time off? Yes, it was. Kokacha. Uman Kokacha Unas Konona. Away from your home. Kokacha Unas Konona. A holiday, you mean? <laughs> no, no, no. The fines will only lead to Una's bloodshed. Katok. Uman ko kekate. Keka Unas. Uman ko kekate Unas. Unas ko kekate. Uman. No, you won't give us death. You can't win. A Unas nea tok. All the tribes will fight. Oh dear. This really isn't going well. <laughs> Yes, this isn't just one little tribe. <laughs> this is a whole world of Unas. No, that, that's impossible. Tilt, come in. Tilt, this is Daniel. Do you read me over? Even Chaka seems... Mm, this um, is the sort of information we needed to know uh, yesterday. Just wait here. Lota. Lota, Lota, Lota. Honey, honey. Hmm. Never a good thing when one of the parties in a negotiation runs out in panic. Yes. Lieutenant West. A.K.A. an idiot. Named after the actual DP of the show. What the hell is that? Is that an M16? No, that's a M60, isn't it? He looks a bit slight to hold an M60. He actually said he had a great time shooting this gun when, you know, after he finished this scene and was able to fire it, you know, jumping up and down and pumping the air with his fist. Now, you can't blame the Unus because obviously he wants his necklace back. As far as he's concerned. Yes. Really does make mincemeat of, a, <laughs> of anything the bullets hit. Oh, God. What happened? What happened? He was coming up on my position. He was attacking. He was attacking. I like that the prosthetics were. You get some really good features on the alien's faces. The disdain in Chucker's eyes. Mm. His necklace was precious to him. He was coming back for it and we killed him. I didn't know. No need to apologize. Preparing to attack. Let him come. We're ready. No, you're not. Oh dear. <laughs> now we're screwed. 
Colonel, we have to get out of here right now. I don't buy it. Are you hearing this? The population that large would have been seen by aerial scans. Unis live primarily underground in caves where aerial scans don't detect them. Our position will be overrun. Was this close to working on an agreement with them? They just want to be left alone. Oh, good God, lad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's more than 12 of them. <laughs> How low is the sun on the horizon if the uh, solar cells are pointing? It's quite that. There sounds like there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hold your fire! If they attack, we will defend ourselves. Yeah, we're thinking, tell me, Colonel, have you read the tale of the Alamo? <laughs> oh, Custer's last son, any of them. Yeah, QCG. Come, children. Well, that's reasonable anyway, but... Mm. How'd they manage that? Oh, dear. <laughs> you won't be surprised to know that there are four actual actors in suits. Yes. Everything else is just a duplicate, CGI duplicate. Slight changes to the uh, outfits to make them look like individuals. But impressive shot, nevertheless. Oh, yeah. And how honourable they all come from one direction instead of sneaking around the back. We can win this, it's sinking. We can win this. No, we bloody can't. <laughs> We're screwed. You're right, Dr. Jackson. Let's get back to the gate. No, it's too late. If we move now, they'll run us down. We should have really claimed the rise. <laughs> yeah, Jack would have claimed the rise. Yes, he would first thing. What's he doing? I don't know. He's walking towards you. He's doing... Did you just pull back from swearing there? <laughs> yeah. Don't do anything stupid. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> he's giving us a chance. A chance to do what? Yeah, I say he's not familiar with the white flag concept, but to him this is, you know, kind of honourable. Mm. <gasps> Surrender. Surrender. Not possible. Do it, Colonel. What are you? Some minion of an evil overlord that you're not allowed to surrender? Yeah, are you ghouls? We haven't actually done a Star Trek reference in terms of that episode. No, I don't reference that episode. I like to pretend it didn't happen. It don't get much love in the Star Trek community, does it? What are you saying? I'm saying we don't have to kill each other. Kukachu. Umanata Akaneya. We can be of the same tribe. Akaneya Keka Onak. Together we can bring death to the Gould. Talk! Trick? Donal Chuchia. Uman Kukika Unas. He's saying that while we talk peace, humans kill Unas. He doesn't believe me. He's got a valid point. Yes, humans can't trust him. Mm. We have to get down on the ground. On the ground? There's no way I'm getting down on the ground. Colonel, this is the way their social order works. We have to show submissiveness to show that we're not a threat, that we're not challenging them. We have to get down on the ground, and that is all we have to do. Jack is way ahead of everybody. He's probably thinking, the humans will die, but I won't. Yeah, he's so sick of breaking in new military commanders. <laughs> he has Jack trained. Tilk obviously going uh, on what he knows of Daniel. He trusts Daniel, so he'll follow. Please. It's not in Tilk's character to bow down, but... No. Colonel's having a tougher time of it, but... Comes a point when, well, let's see what happens if we... Now, we're still armed... Yes. Okay, Colonel's gone down. Down we go. Just kneel in a secure firing position. Yes. 
See, lads, I told you. Vote for me in the next election. Been learning English, hasn't he? Clever little son. No, he thinks it means food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honor. Honor. He understands. Choiche, Korasak. Aren't they Unus chin spikes on this necklace? Well, I imagine he's killed Unus that challenged him for leadership of the clan. We've seen that before. Yeah. Wouldn't it be bad if the lawyer didn't like? <laughs> Damn, it don't work. <laughs> or likes a stick of dynamite and gives him that. <laughs> He's a bit close. Well, then you all step back. Ooh. Now, that's a big gift. That is a big gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, Anunus has died trying to retrieve his necklace. Now we can negotiate. Yeah, so what are we going to do for the next three minutes? How long do we have to kneel? <laughs> Shut up, Edwards. You're alive. Be thankful. As long as it takes. Except overwhelming odds. Meanwhile... Yes, meanwhile, me knees. That's me knees. <laughs> We're kneeling on gravel, you know that, don't you? Mm. Time has passed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think we've got ourselves a deal. <laughs> and what deal would that be, Dr. Jackson? Well, we've agreed not to desecrate their sacred ground anymore. We have? In exchange, the Unis will honor their dead by helping to feed their ancestors' killers the gold. And just how are they going to do that? They're going to work the mine themselves. Yeah. <laughs> there will be trouble, of course, when the lighter fluid runs out. Do you propose this? No, actually, it, uh, it was Iron Shirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me get this straight. The Unis are going to mine this deposit and turn all the knackwood over to us. That's right. Can they uh, work a jackhammer? They're two or three times stronger than a human being. I don't think they need a yeah. jackhammer. <laughs> they are a jackhammer. Yeah. You'll find out what kind of allies they can be. O'Neill was right about you. Grudging respect. You are a pain in the ass. <laughs> but well worth it. This time. Mm. This is every time Michael Rocker appears on SG-1, which is a shame because this. His character might have been interesting coming back again with Daniel. Actually, cement the kind of respect they've developed. Boys. And that weren't enemy mine. Bit slow in the middle, I thought. Well, I'd say the reliance on having to learn the language and negotiate with the language, it's interesting when they do it, but you can understand why every science fiction show looks for a way to get around that. Because it's simply something you can't do on a regular basis. You know, one episode probably every two or three seasons is enough. And the Unis are a race we've met before. 
what you generally get is, did they know how to light a fire properly? We've seen a chaka with a fire in the previous episode. We had images of, you know, flash burns in the wood. Well, they got the pain stick for a start, you know, shove mm. that into some kindling with a bit of metal inside and it'll soon spark, wouldn't it? While the lighter haven't seen something that small create fire, they've certainly seen technology. They'd probably look for some sort of gift and make them go, ooh, Snickers bar would have worked, you know. Yeah, but Snickers powers don't burn well. Am I mixing up your metaphors there? No, no, I'll, I'll let it pass. One little, one little, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> the actual chocolate scene that we watched earlier wasn't in the original script. That was something Michael Shanks came up with the idea to pay homage to the episode of the first ones where he gave Chaka the chocolate again and gained his trust. That's one of the benefits of you know reusing characters. You can call back stories which pay off for the long-term fans. Don't do any harm for the casual viewers, but you want to give something back to the fans who actually have followed you for a number of seasons. Gary Jones also commented when Walter turned up on screen that the flight suits don't have any pockets. And when he's sitting down, he, chances are he'll be sitting on his paperback book he brings on set. And something they mentioned that on one scene, he was actually reading Vanity Fair. And he thought it was a rehearsal, and it was actually filmed with him reading Vanity Fair <laughs> in the background. They didn't actually mention the episode that was in. It'd be interesting to see which it is, if we can actually see what he's reading. Peter Deloise mentioned that he wanted to do a Unus story for season six. The Unus without Daniel was pretty much impossible, so it was shelved until season seven. And it makes you wonder when Michael Shanks actually uh, indicated he was interested in coming back. They think, great, we've got about six or seven scripts for you already. Enemy Mine was the original working title of the episode, and it stuck. Quite sure why. Obviously, it's got the double meaning, Enemy Mine, and Enemy Mine after the movie. Uh-huh. Altogether, though, as Alan says, it was, it was a slow episode. Interesting concept, interesting idea. Probably not one you'd want to re-watch on a regular basis, but as an example of an old-style Western or a modern sci-fi flick, take your pick, we're the bad guys. You know, it's something Stargate has addressed, but probably not as much as they should do. That were enemy mine, with an unusual amount of actual live tweets, probably because of the time we were recording it. People are awake and stuff and not eating dinner. Next week, we have Space Race. With some of the worst blurb I've seen this season. An enthusiastic character uses a valuable Nacrida generator to finagle herself into an alien space race with pilot Warwick. There's a huge contract riding on winning a conspiracy to rig the race lease to Tiok being abducted. While Neil Daniel negotiate with local dignitaries in the space race, character faces battle droids flying into a sun, navigating asteroid belt, sabotage and hostages. Oh my. I don't know, it sounds an action-packed episode. In memory serves, it was quite fun. Definitely our format. Yeah, something very, well, I won't say campy or cheesy, but... It was fun. I might actually watch it. Ooh, groggy. <laughs> Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We have a little feedback this week from Jeff on the episode Lifeboat. This is one of Marley's favourite episodes, but it really does showcase Michael Shank's impressive range as an actor. That and the extra Janet time are the only reasons I watched this episode. I replied, Janet really kicked ass. Terrell was probably having a lot of fun. There are also some comments on various photos and birthdays on the Facebook and Google Plus pages, although they are best viewed on their respective sites. A big thank you to Tress195 who gave us 5 stars on iTunes and commented, best podcast ever, this is fantastic, thank you so much for this podcast. Any positive review or acknowledgement is welcome on iTunes. On that note, our listing on iTunes has vanished. We are looking into it, but it does not look good. 
Time for this week's birthdays, commencing July the 1st. A very, very short list this week, unless I've missed a few, of course. On the 6th of July, Martin Garrow celebrates his birthday. He produced 94 episodes of Stargate, wrote 39 episodes and directed one, with two eps as a second unit director. Martin is currently producing The LA Complex, which stars Jules State. Well, that's the birthdays for this week. Told you it was short. As always, thanks for the feedback. We appreciate it, but would love to get more, including comments from first-timers. Barring that, just say hello on Twitter. It seems to be the most popular and straightforward method. Till next week. The Gatecast website can be found at gatecast.facecast.com. Links to episodes not found on the current RSS feed can be found there as well. Our Facebook and Google Plus pages are listed under The Gatecast, and our Twitter ident is The Gatecast, which is one word. We can also be found on iTunes, which is one portal where comments and reviews are most welcome, including those five stars. Finally, the old tried and trusted email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. It is still the best and most reliable way of getting in touch with us. And if you're feeling adventurous, why not record us a little mp3 so we can play it on the show? It makes life so much easier when we know how to pronounce somebody's name. So feel free to send us any comments or feedback you have on the show, or any aspect of the fandom. Retweets, plus ones, URLs, pictures, sound files, anything like that is more than welcome. We'll always do our best to put any feedback into the show itself. One world, one universe. The journey never ends. Stargate forever. Come try ya! I ran out of missing. Now you've caught up, have you? There, there were only ten episodes. Now, from the way episode ten finished, it looks like it was a setup for season two. Oh yeah, right. That could actually be it. And I showed, for me, a remarkable lack of patience. I wasn't prepared to wait until Thursday, and I downloaded the season finale of Last Girl and watched it yesterday. Good for you. I was like, <laughs> I'm not prepared to wait. I've got Continuum ready, so I'll watch them this evening. I also was on this. Oh, yeah, of course, Teen Wolf. Did you watch the first season of Teen Wolf? Yes, I did. I'm going to eat some oranges or something because it's too early for lunch. That's what I get. I had to actually set the alarm this morning. Did you? And what time do you go to bed? About half one? About that. Yeah, I went to bed about quarter past three and probably up before you. Yeah, well, I woke up around six or half six, after about a line for a bit, got up, threw on a pair of jeans and a T-shirt, went downstairs, went back upstairs, fell asleep again until the alarm went off. <laughs> You're up to date on Dexter, aren't you? Yeah. Because that was a major surprise for me, the reveal at the end of the last episode I watched. Yes, they worked that very well, didn't they? And then I said, I was going, what? Yeah. And my friend Rob said his wife just said to his daughter, You're such a nag. Where do you get that from? Oh, the irony. Hashtag must bite tongue. And I replied, your wife does follow you on Twitter, you know. Oh, that's not good. And uh, he responds, and? And then he says to the wife, I'm getting tweets from people saying I'm being nasty about you. Do you or do you not nag me? I mean, seriously, I hope they're not in the same house. Come try ya! And that was Enemy Mine. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week with Space Race. And a guest. And a guest, yes. Take care. Willy Vrata. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com. <laughs>